You know, I remember walking into the body shop back in 2008 and seeing that they had a promotion buy one, get one 50 off. And I said, that's a great promotion, right? And I, and I brought it to my client, one of my clients, and I said, we really should run this, buy one, get one 50 off. And they were like, we can't run that. We The most we can do is 30 off. We can't do buy one, get one 50 off. <laughs> I said, no, no, it's buy one, get one 50. Yeah, yeah. The most we can do is 30 off. And, and then I, <laughs> I continued to explain that buy one, get one 50 off was only 25 off. We tested buy one, get one 50 off against 30 off and the consumer was just as confused as my client was <laughs> and we did better with bogo 50 than we did with 30 off and so they improved their margin significantly and the and the promotion did better and now we had another offer to add into the rotation today in inboxing alan levy ceo of alchemy works All right, welcome back to another episode of Inboxing. Inboxing is the podcast all about email marketing, and today we have an amazing guest. This guy has been doing email for a very long time, even though he's very young. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't want to make him sound like a grandpa, but you know, but um, yeah, but he really he knows his stuff, and uh, he could write a book, or, or you know, he could you know, but it'd be great, to, you know. Basically, he's the CEO of a company that's doing amazing work. They said, you know, I think their tagline is they're doing uh, artwork out of email marketing. So um, anyway, without any further ado, please welcome Alan Levy. Hey, hello. Hey, Alan. I feel like that intro didn't really do you justice, but uh, we'll that's get into fine, it, and then maybe fine. at the it's end I can. Uh, <laughs> My pleasure to be here. All right, it's really great having you, and I really appreciate you taking the time. All right, so let's just jump right in. So, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got yourself involved in the email industry. Sure, sure. So, father of uh, three boys and one daughter-in-law. My, um, I spent the, the the first half of my career in the wholesale retail industry. I worked for a company for about 10 years, grew the sales department, sales division for that company, and then took them internationally, built that company out internationally. And then I, I started a couple of my own apparel ventures. So those were in apparel. Uh, started my own, a couple of my own apparel ventures. In 1999, I kind of got the bug. I thought that I, I saw the internet coming and I raised money and built out a, a, a company. We, we, as most early, early stage venture companies do, we pivoted a couple of times. We started out in e-commerce, pivoted to B2B and ultimately pivoted to lead lead generation, online lead generation, where we we grew a list of about 40 million people. You know, we had 150,000 to 200,000 people a day coming to our various, signing up on our various sites, so significantly more actually coming to the sites. And email became our primary force of re- our source of revenue. We, we had to be very good at it. You don't mail 40 million people every single day. Uh, you determine who's going to be responsive, but what the best offers are, and you do a lot of testing. In 2007, that was, that was 2001 through 2007, 2007, I saw that um, retailers weren't doing a very good job of what we were doing in the, in the, in the lead gen field. Retailers are basically batching blasting everybody on their list. And when I talk to friends in the in the either D 2 C or, or um, you know ecom or, or ecom, and they would tell me that yeah we send emails three times a week and they do great and they couldn't define it. We you know I'd ask well how, what percentage of 
your sales are coming from the emails and they'd look at ah, it looks like somewhere between five and 10%. I said, well, if, if you've got loyal customers, which, which they did, then you should be looking at 30% of your revenue coming from email marketing. And we took them on. I took them on. I started a business and, and took them on as clients. And it was very, very easy because we basically took a commission on the increased sales lift. Uh, they were happy with that because they were already generating, you know, let's say a million dollars a year from email. And we walked in the door and turned it into two. They were happy to give us a piece of the extra million that we're generating. And, and thus, a business was born. All right, cool. All right, so yeah, you, you, it looks like yeah, it's really interesting to hear how how early you, you got it. You know, like you knew, you know, Magic Blast was was not the way to go, and uh, yeah. So today, what do you see happening in your inbox? You know, that makes you kind of cringe or like, oh gosh, I can't believe they're still doing that. What makes me cringe is the most is a company using the same subject line more than once. You know, subject lines. We we developed a, a tool called Subject Line Pro. If you use the, I'll, I'll do a quick uh, plug here. If you if you go to Subject Line Pro and use the code word Beta B E T A, you can test it for free. It's a five hundred dollar a month service, but we're offering it for free. Anybody for the next couple of months, just use the the coupon code Beta. And you can get in, but subject lines are just so easy. It both is a recommendation tool, so it'll recommend subject lines, and it'll use AI to optimize the subject lines and tell you tell you which are the best. So if you put in ten subject lines, it'll tell you. So putting in the same subject line multiple times makes me cringe. The second cringeworthy thing is is using the same creative, but not so much as as the same subject line. All right. I so you you start Alchemy Works, or like you came on later. I started a company in 2007 called Sellups, and that was the company I, I built. And Alchemy Works was started in 2001, and I acquired 100% of that company in 2017. We bought we bought out the company and its all its assets in, in 2017, including the team and the founder who who are still part of our our team today. So uh, that's 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 what my decision to we were predominantly uh, mid market. And emerging companies that we were servicing, and Alchemy Works had uh, a, a handful of enterprise companies like uh, Disney and Universal Music and CDW that they were servicing. the 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 interesting thing about it was, Alchemy Works was in the business of building out the perfect program. So they would build out all of the triggers for for a client and optimize those triggers. But those were all short stint consulting gigs. So they would come in do a great job for six months, you know, collect a check and, and be gone. It's not the business model that I built. We have clients that started with us in 2007 and 2008 and are still clients today. So I was able to take our model of reiterative testing, ongoing testing, test and learn, and take that and bring it to the enterprise clients. And today I can proudly say Disney has been a client since the acquisition, five years, CDW client since five years, UMG a client, I can go on the list. And we've expanded. We have about 15 enterprise clients and about 110 emerging mid and large size clients that, that we work with today in the, in the company. And we, we consolidated under one brand. We, we gave up the sell-up brand. It's all corporate entity, but we gave up the sell-up brand about a year and a half ago and consolidated everything under the Alchemy Works brand. All right. So you just gave a little bit of a history of Alchemy Works, but you said it started in 2001. 
So there was yeah. a lot that happened before 2017. There was a lot that happened. They they did they did and continue. We continue to do great work. The history of Alchemy Works itself was similar to Celup working in the email field, uh, but again working with enterprise clients such as um, you know uh, American Express and eBay and others. And, and when we took it over, I can give you a better history of really of Celup, which I started in 2007. Celup does great work with its clients. We do everything from, uh, you know, the way we operate is we'll come into a client and do a free analysis. So we'll look at your email program, anybody's email program, and we'll do a free deep dive analysis of the program. If you're not doing 35, 35% of your revenue, 40% today, 40% of your revenue should be coming from push messaging, email and SMS combined. Um, if 40% of your revenue as an e-commerce company is not, then you need to talk to us and we will show you, we will, we will literally show you exactly what you're missing out on. We, you don't have to hire us. We'll do it for free. We'll go through, we'll do a, a, a full comprehensive diagnostic of your current program and show you what you're missing out on. And based on that, you know, if you want to try us out, we, we offer a, a, a four month paid trial but you know, that diagnostic free. And, and that has been how I started the company, giving advice, giving free information out from the beginning. And, you know, we, we started with Elf Cosmetics. They were a small company at the time. They were a $4 million company. Today, they're a few hundred million dollar public entity. Uh, but when we started with them, they were doing $4 million in total. Their email program was a half a million dollars. The, the, we stepped in and within a year, they were doing two million in email from from a half a million dollars. So that that was, and then the the, the email program grew. The rest of the business grew. Uh, the founders of Elf went on to buy other businesses, and each one of those businesses came in as a client and is still client today of the of our company. And that's what we do. We we help our clients retain their customers. And 90% of our clients stay on year after year after year because we just do a good job of of delivering not just strategy, but we do full execution. Uh, we've got about 20 people on our design and copywriting team. So we do design, copyright, email builds, everything. Uh, and then, you know, weekly free, you know, weekly test, report back uh, and, re- and review the, the results. That's what we do. And that's that's pretty much the history and the today mm-hmm. of, of the company. Right, so what, what do you love so much about email marketing? It's right and left brain. It is... It is data driven, and uh, I love the fact that you can prove things out with data. You can come up with a hypothesis and be totally wrong. You could say this has to work. I'd put it to work and be totally wrong. The data can prove you're wrong, or you can be right and just you know reap in the money. The beauty about email is that you can test so many things. So the creative part, you come up with ideas, unique ideas, you want to test something. It's a great platform for testing. It doesn't break your brand. It doesn't hurt. You test to a small group. Uh, you can test differently to different segments, buyers, you know, prospects within your list, high value buyers. You, you, you've got the medium to do that. And when something works and the data reports that it works, boom, you just you just scale it. So I just I just love the flexibility, the versatility, and the absoluteness of the data in it, as well as the fact that it's such a great creative platform. 
All right. So what do you do in your role? <laughs> yeah, so you got everyone else working for you. So are you are you on recruiting? Oh, yeah. You, you know? I have 120 people. I don't think we just hired another one today. So maybe it's 121 <laughs> people working for me. I like to, you know, I do everything in the sense that I like to get my hands dirty. I, I, I speak to clients often. I like to know what's going on with my clients. And it teaches me what you know what, what we what we bring to the table is not just the data and the intelligence. We also bring the fact that we speak to learn from one client and share it with others. Not not proprietary information. Not you know, but uh, if we test something with the client and it, it, it can work with others that are non competitors, we bring it across to them and every everybody wins and we bring back things from the client. So I do a little of that. I do a lot of working with my team. And helping them, my, my calendar is is full with with meetings with my senior management team. You know, I, we have a, a full stand up team meeting with everybody in the company every Monday afternoon. So we we get to share ideas back. Everybody, you know, people in marketing can share what they're doing with with the people in design or people in production who may not know what marketing is doing. So we have a, a chance for everybody to get together every single Monday. But my, my job is really to help my team improve their skill set get and get better at what they're doing. I don't do a lot of the recruiting, right? We have somebody internally who does our recruiting and each one of our managers recruits, you know, does the hiring internally. So I, I, I spend my time in really helping improve and trying to come up with some crazy ideas to test. All right, so what are your top, you've been doing, like I mentioned, you've been doing email for a really long time and you mentioned testing a lot. So that'll probably come in here. But what are your top five tips, uh, especially for this coming year? Uh, we're testing, you know, where we, you know, we might have lost some of the data. I mean, data is very uh, important to this industry, but you know, with Apple, you know, doing I, their, I, you know, shutdown. I, I don't. And, uh, I'm really the faucet I'm, on all our information. You know, that's, yeah, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not. The, the, for email, it's it's insignificant what iOS is doing. Um, if you're a good marketer, if you're a good email marketer, you shouldn't have been looking at open rates anyway. Um, that's a that's a fallacy to look at open rates. You you should be looking at engagement rates. We've always looked at engagement rates. Open is always at the bottom of our list of what we look at. Number one, first and foremost, is you know frequency of purchase, how frequently and how much have you purchased in a lifetime. So we're we split buyers and non-buyers, and then frequency of purchase, and and um, uh, and then engagement. How how recently have you clicked on the email? How recently have you just been to the website? Those are much much more important than open. Open is you know is way down on there. So I'm not so worried about Apple. Um, number one on my list: test. You you must test. If you're not testing subject lines, you're a fool. You can improve click through rate click rate by twenty to thirty percent by just testing subject lines. So if if I could give you a tip right now to improve your revenue by your click and and Clicks tend to be 90% uh, uh, associated directly with revenue. If I could give you a tip to improve your program by 20%, all you have to do is test subject lines. Um, use our tool. It's free right now. Or use your own. Uh, plug it again, Subject Line Pro. But use you know do live testing of subject lines. You will get a 20% lift. So if you did half a million dollars last year in email, you will do $600,000 just from testing. Study the data. Don't be a fool. So, you know, study the data, understand the data, look at what's happening. Don't trust your gut. You know, so, oh, I think this is a better creative than that. Test it. If you didn't test it, you're making a mistake. 
we've proven ourselves and our clients wrong multiple times by testing things. And everybody wins at the end when you, when you test. So you trust your gut. I think this is better. So I'm just going to go with it. Bad move. Leverage iOS. You mentioned iOS, right? iOS is a huge opportunity in 60 to 70% uh, of the users who are on some type of a Mac device, whether it's an iPad, an iPhone, even if they're not opening up in, in Mac mail, you know, a Mac's email client uh, or Apple's email client, they're going to get all their opens downloaded. And because of that, there's no lag time in seeing video and seeing heavy images and seeing other things. We're going to be very, very changed the way that email looks in the next couple of months because thank you, Apple, you've delivered us the opportunity to put heavy loads into email and the user doesn't have to wait for the download. So more videos and email, much more in, in animation and email. Um, and then it gets me to number five, you know, find, find a way to use NFTs and email. What, what are you going to do? We're, we're, we're exploring it right now. How are we going to use NFTs in, in email? Are we going to buy NFTs and just share them in email? Are we going to make our emails uh, into NFTs and share the, share the value back? We're working and exploring it, but we're, we're talking about of dig two visual digital mediums and to not figure out how to combine the two is, is, is foolish. So those, those are my five tips. Email marketers who run high volume email programs know that the ease with which you can make decisions impacts campaign success. And that's why OnGage made sure it's easy to act on, optimize, and leverage your data. With OnGage, you'll be able to send your customers on personalized journeys based on the data from an action-based dashboard and with in-depth reporting. To learn more, visit hilleberg.com slash OnGage and discover what OnGage can do for you. All right, so let's go to the flip side of that. Uh, what are your top mistakes? Well, it's it's similar to my, my top, <laughs> the top tips, but trusting your subjective instincts. Oh, I think that's a prettier picture. People will go for it, or you know that. So that that's definitely the top mistake we've seen. Number two is not testing. Just I don't need to test. I'm too busy to test. Right? You're you're literally taking money and putting it on the table and saying, I don't want this money. I'm too busy. To, I'm too busy to improve my email program by 20 to 30%. Number three, not segmenting. Sending everybody the same message, talking to your prospects in your list and your buyers in your list and your high-value buyers the exact same way, big mistake, right? You, you never try to brand. You happen to sign up accident, you know, at, at one point because you're browsing a website and you know you're you're getting the same message and the same frequency as somebody who says, "I love this brand. I buy it every every two months. I re, I replenish. I buy from it." I, why? It's not fair. It's not it's not the right way. It's not the way to communicate with people. So not segmenting, understanding the segments, understanding the cadence to send to those segments, how frequently each segment should get delivered, the messaging to those segments. Very possible that if I'm a very very loyal customer to a brand, I can take a less lesser discount and still still make a purchase and, and be happy with it you know take the money that you were going to give to me the the loyal customer and go give it to somebody else who's never bought your brand before right give me 20 off instead of 25 right so I got 20 off 
and and you could have 30 or 35% off to give them uh, to try your brand. And then once they come in and become loyal, they'll, they'll get 20. So they're first time buyers. So, so it's about segmenting, speaking to say everyone the same. And that goes to tone. There's a lot of ethnicity, you know, in, in the country. Brands uh, should speak in a different tone to different ethnic groups, to different genders, sending a predominantly male list, the same message you would to, you know, a female list, or if you, if you have product that's, you know, if you're selling male and female product, or if you're selling product that's geared towards any, any specific uh, ethnicity, then make sure your voice is, pro- is correct. Make sure that you're speaking the right way to each one of the, the groups and the audiences. And then I'm going to go back to number two on my list of the email mistakes and that's not testing so i you know in, in in real estate it's location 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 in email it's test 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 <laughs> all right awesome all right so you mentioned just you know with apple now you can really like send like you know, five megabyte ten megabyte files to your apple customers uh well other ways you're seeing email changing in the next five years i, I think there yeah. could be a huge confluence of email and um social as well as um, SMS. We're already leading the charge there. We manage push social for many of our clients and we manage uh, social retention for many of our clients. As, as iOS changed the rules about six or eight months ago and many mid-sized and large retailers are banding social media because the tracking isn't allowing them to see the type of revenue that they used to see. So they're, they're realizing their return on ad spend isn't there. So those companies are dropping from the agencies, um, some major, some of the larger agencies in social that aren't handling enterprise and branded clients. The ones that are handling enterprise and branded clients don't have a problem. The enterprise and branded clients are flocking to social, realizing that the, the metrics are there better than, you know, better than television or cable. And so what's happening is the prices in social are rising and the return on ad spend is, is plummeting for the small and mid-sized companies. So they're leaving social and now they're left with no retention program on social. So we're picking up that. We're managing the overall program. We're able to take email, uh, you know, unsub lists or inactive lists and push them out over social and, and target them. Uh, we are able to optimize our clients' SMS. SMS should be at least 10% of your overall performance revenue but it's a very expensive medium. So it's it's a matter of targeting and segmenting. And we do a very, very good job of determining who's going to respond in email, who's going to respond in social, who's going to respond on SMS. So we, we do a job of pulling that all together. And I see a huge confluence of that over the next five years. Okay, awesome. All right, so you've done a lot of stuff in email. Um, so what are, what are your proudest email achievements? Are you talking about your Forex, uh, that company? That, uh, it's got to be up there. <laughs> no, it's, it's well, it's, it's, it's up there, but we've Forexed a lot of companies. We've, we've literally, when, when I started pitching the company in 2008, 2009, I went out there and said, we'll grow your revenue by 200%. Um, I think I might have even had some, sometimes I've even said 400%. Um, and so we've done that and we, we continue to do that. So, yes, that was a proud achievement. I think certain companies staying with us after they were acquired. We had a company, Swimsuits for All, that we started with when they were a $2 million business. And, you know, same thing. They're 
hottest month, the best months of the year are May, June, July. We took over managing their program in, in August, I think, of 2009, maybe it's 2008 or 2009. The revenue, I still remember this, the revenue at that time for July was $60,000. August was slated to be 50. Email revenue for the month was slated to be 50. We got it to 90. So in August, which was supposed to be a down month, we increased the revenue by 50%. And then the following year, we took a program which had been doing, I think, about 300000 for the year and, and took it to a million dollars in email revenue. And then the beauty of that is we continued to work with Swimsuits for All as it grew to a, to, to a $30 or $40 million business. They subsequently were sold to Full Beauty Brands, which is a billion-plus e-commerce player with 11 brands, Romans, Women's Thin, Elos, and, and, and several others. And we've continued to work with and expand our relationship with Full Beauty Brands since the acquisition. So very, very proud that we are able to come in build with a client and, and continue to grow. One of my other proud moments were, were just seeing campaigns that work offline. You know, I remember walking into the body shop back in 2008 and seeing that they had a promotion, buy one, get 150 off. And I said, that's a great promotion, right? And I, and I brought it to my client, one of my clients, and I said, we really should run this. Buy one, get one fifty off. And they were like, we can't run that. We the most we can do is thirty off. We can't do buy one get one fifty off. <laughs> I said, no, no, it's buy one get one fifty. Yeah, yeah. The most we can do is thirty off. And and then I, <laughs> I continued to explain that buy one get one fifty off was only twenty five off. We tested buy one get one fifty off against thirty off, and the consumer was just as confused as my client was, <laughs> and we did better with Bogo. 50 than we did with 30 off and so they improved their margin significantly and the and the promotion did better and now we had another offer to add into the rotation so you know things like that just those are just proud moments right yeah that's great all right what are your favorite brands in the inbox like <laughs> who do you like look at as potential clients which well, because they're doing great stuff but um, <laughs> i i i there, there's some some players in, in in fashion and cosmetics that just do great, great stuff. Mac Cosmetics does great stuff. They do some templated stuff, which is a shame because it just doesn't go. But I, I think it's 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 awesome. Gucci, you know, a, a, as a brand, does great work in branding, and they leverage email to really extend their brand, and they do a phenomenal, phenomenal job with it. So if I look at, you know, what do I look at for edgier emails? I look at both Mac and Gucci. As, I, as, as client, you know, it's not clients, as, as um, brands that do a great job, really clean out there, edgy. If I look at companies that do a great job of explaining themselves, William Sonoma, I think, does phenomenal. Their, their emails are clean. They're to the point. They, they give you enough information. They, their photos are great and appetizing. So when you talk about e-commerce, you, you know, it, it gets you to click and get learn more and, and, and click into the products. And then I'm, I'm a cyclist. So competitive cyclists actually is a cycling niche, you know, niche uh, cycling brand. And they, they do a phenomenal job. Nice, clean emails, very to the point. They do, again, great shots of their product. And, you know, none of these are really highly promotional brands, but you can use these looks and templates and layer in promotions if you want to. And, and so that's, those are companies that, are, that I'm impressed with. 
All right. What are your favorite campaigns? Could be your own or other people, but like a campaign that really hit you and you're like, holy cow, that was amazing. I love a mystery sale. I just love a mystery sale. If you want to get people to click, you know, you want to build engagement, run a mystery sale. Um, and I, and I just think anything, you know, secret sale, mystery sale, you can have a lot of fun with it. You, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can execute on it. And it's something that I, I really enjoy seeing the, the performance of a mystery sale. You know, conversion is going to drop down a little because you're going to, you're going to really, really supercharge clicks. So where you would typically, you know, let's say get 10,000 clicks. Now you're going to get 15 or maybe even 20,000 clicks. At the end of the day, you're going to get the same same amount of sales or maybe a little bit more, but you've just grabbed so many more people to your website and engaged them with your brand. You can then, you know, they, they should be in your trigger funnel for, for cart and browse abandonment. And they, they should be rising up now in your list of highly engaged and, and get a free, more frequented. So I love a mystery sale. Before running a mystery sale, and, and I do believe you said people should run mystery sales, if not monthly, at least you know every six to eight to eight weeks, you should run a mystery sale. Two weeks before running a mystery sale, run either a thank you or a sorry campaign. You know, uh, sorry you missed our Black Friday sale, right? So the subject line shouldn't be sorry you missed our Black Friday sale. The subject line should be sorry Alan, sorry Hillel, sorry whoever you're you're mm -hmm. addressing. The, the subject line should should be simply, oops, you know, we missed, we messed up, something like that. That gets people to open, right? And when they open, it must have, they, there must be a reason for it, the apology in the subject line. So the subject line can be leading, but there must be a reason for the apology in the subject line. You know, sorry if you bought from a competitor, it depends on what you what you want to use in the, in the content of the email but certainly put those two together, you'll get a high, a high group of open. So you've, you've basically pushed your engagement level up and, and, and people who have now engaged with email, and then you run a week later a mystery sale. So you've got people who have engaged with your email. They're going to be opening your, your next few emails. They get the mystery sale the following week and, and your shorter enhanced sales. And we, we, we do that with all of our clients the month of late, you know, late October, early November, priming the pumps for for black friday and cyber monday yeah, and the other one really... is a, a thank a thank you sale so if you run a mystery sale then you know alternately three weeks later you can run a thank you sale people just want to know what and so that those work a little bit less powerfully than sorry but uh, those are good all right awesome all right so we've come to the end yeah so you have the floor you know just any final thoughts you want to share yeah i just i think Every once in a while, you see something that says email is dead or the, this, this new next generation of people aren't using email, you know, and look, we use, we use a lot of tools as a company. We use Slack very, very heavily, but we still, we still use email for internal communication. And even with SMS coming up strong and social media being strong and TikTok, you know, in particular being strong, TikTok, Instagram being, being very, very strong. Email is still the primary channel that people are comfortable convert, you know, conversing in for e-commerce. So if you're in e-commerce um, or if you really have a lot of content to send and if you have a brand and you want to create a brand image, there's nothing better than email to convey that brand image. We're seeing email engagement rates still rise this year. Email 
you know, I'm sure the numbers will come out in a week or two. And, you know, for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, engagement. And I'm, I'm positive. I mean, from what we're seeing in our clients, email engagement is as good as previous years, if not better. And so, you know, I, I think just embrace the channel, leverage it, test, have fun with it. You know, talk to me about how, how to use NFTs in email. Um, talk to me about a free analysis. I'm here. We'll do a free analysis for you and, and show you what you need to do. But uh, those are my final thoughts. And, and appreciating. Hello. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, for sure. Really, thank you for coming on here. And I, I learned a lot. And um, yeah, I just wish you, you know, happy holidays. It's we're in the middle of one. <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, the rest of the world is about 25 days to go. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot that's of it. fun. All right, I'll let you go. But uh, yeah, that's our show for today. If uh, anyone's interested in inboxing uh, sponsorship opportunities, there are opportunities to sponsor. Uh, we're going to be, you know, processing these and uh, turning them into a real podcast. Uh, just to finish up, yeah, as I just say, if anyone's interested in sponsoring, it's uh, hillberg.com slash sponsor. Uh, we have a lot of uh, opportunities, small ads, bigger ads, you know, all kinds of stuff. So take a look there. Yeah, and that's it. Thanks for joining today and listening to this episode. Really appreciate it, especially appreciating uh, the sponsorship of Ongage. And remember, you can go to hilloberg.com slash Ongage to get, and it'll redirect you to Ongage. And you know, if you fill out that form, you set up a demo and you'll get 10% off. So uh, for six months, important caveat. Next week, we're going to be talking to, we're going to release the episode with with Dmitry Kudrenko from Stripo, who's uh, Ukrainian from Dunprep, and we're all wishing him the best. And uh, we just, you know, we can't imagine what he's been going through. Uh, when we recorded the episode, there was nothing going on at all, and just uh, wasn't even in the air. So our hearts and thoughts are with him and uh, everyone in the Ukraine, and um, I hope that'll end soon. Um, so tune for that, and thanks for listening. <laughs>